Mark Wilson, Paul Mushaven, Breakfast Flakes, checking in, 34th year, doing what we do at this time of day. Got a message yesterday from Randy, said, hey, any chance you can play Kansas City Lights tomorrow for all the sailors past and present? Absolutely. Had to go to YouTube and get it, but, and quite frankly, this is the best time of day to get your request played. Fortunately, we're pals with the guys down on News Talk. Paul and I are kind of at the point. Kind of. Kind of at the point we could use some fresh out of college 22-year-old with the ability to navigate all the technical stuff. <laughs> and and help. There's, there's a lot going on here. We don't have uh, a lot of morning shows have services, producers, so they've always got something to talk about and things are ready for them. And for me and Paul, it's just me and Paul and what we find. We were talking over the greater programming of the radio station with our GM the other day, and they don't understand because they didn't come up on the on-air side, and they don't know what it's like, and it's not their job. But from about 10 to 5 until about 9.30, some days I'll go grab us a pop, and some days there's a time to pee. But other than that, you're in here, and you got to get the phone calls, you know, when they're coming in and all that kind of stuff. And I I apologize. This would have been such a good call to have recorded, but I was recording something else. And if this system can record something in two different spots, I don't know how to do it. Nobody ever trained us on any of it. So I'm recording something yesterday and I get a call and you know, there's, there's right ways and wrong ways to deal with people. So I answer the phone. The guy says, Hey, where in the hell's your receptionist been the last two days? I said, well, sir, we don't, we don't have a receptionist. Mm -hmm. Hey, so I've been trying to call in and get my, get my Turkey box delivered. I said, well, we're not doing any of that at, until next week. All that it starts Monday. Uh-huh. starts Monday. I said, uh, in fact, if you listen to the radio, you get all the details, and you'll find out guaranteed ways to get a meal. He goes, I don't have a radio. I said, do you have a smartphone? You can put the app on? No. Okay. Well, all I can tell you is if you listen to the radio, guy called me an a-hole and hung up on me. Yep. A-hole mm-hmm. and hung up. Yeah. I told Mark to get his number so we could call him back and offer him a box Monday that really make him mad. <laughs> but we couldn't. We, the star six nine thing doesn't work anymore either on our phone system, which we were also not trained on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know his name. I know his last name. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, folks, you know me. The music is my thing, and has been on the show for all this time. And country music needs to apologize to country radio and the rest of America. Because what's getting played on the radio and who are winning awards are a couple of different people. Now, and, and I said before, I thought Luke Combs should get Entertainer of the Year. He's just had, he's just had an, a very unusual year for any star. We both thought that. Yeah. yeah. So, thought that one. I did not think, I did not imagine that Chris Stapleton would win half the hardware. Nope. There's something up with that. There's some reason why he has been elevated somewhere. Part of the reason that Luke Combs won last night, Radio Airplay. He had eight straight number one songs. Everything Mm -hmm. he does goes right to the top. Right. Got a little bit of soul in his voice, but it's country soul. People like him. He's a good dude. Mm -hmm. Apparently did enough concerts, sold enough records, downloads, all that. Oh, we'd be run out of Nashville. Oh, yeah. You can't be honest and work in Nashville. You have to be a butt kisser. Yeah. You have to have the biggest tube of chapstick to work in Nashville. Yeah. We'd be run out. Yeah. 
that song was not the number one selling song of the year. Period. And the way that those two awards always worked for uh, for all the years that we've been watching this, mm-hmm. the single of the year always reflected the most popular song, the most sales, the most radio play all year. Achy Breaky Heart, a song like that that just took radio by storm. Bingo. Yep. That's single of the year. Right. The song of the year always dealt with the message. Right. The message behind the song, okay, um, that that was always it. You light up my life. Right. Oh, you know, stuff like that. Um, those were always songs of the year. Live like you were dying. Right. You know, those, the, it was the message. Nope. Our single and song of the year will now be determined which one Chris Stapleton releases. Starting over was not... It, uh, if there was ever, if there were two songs in that category that had great messages, in my opinion, they were the ones from Gabby Barrett, one of the good ones, and the one from Ashley McBride, One Night Standard. And if I was going to pick a song or single of the year, it would have no doubt been Famous Friends. That song, huge, unbelievable. But nope, and starting over, by the way, by Chris Stapleton, he sang it. He's he sang it. Oh, we got that too on mine. I don't know if Bart got it, but I that's the one. Thanks, Travis. Um he sang it last year on the CMA Awards. Him mm-hmm. and that other gal stood up there during the CMAs and they sung it. Mm-hmm. I watched them sing it last year. Right. Well, but that's the eligibility period. Oh, uh, I know. And and Chris Stapleton next year? will be eligible again to win for starting over. I don't get it. Oh, and, the, hold on. I just punched up the list of all the CMA Song of the Year winners. Mm-hmm. 2014's winners, I, I still haven't heard the song. The Song of the Year? Yeah. What I, was it? I haven't heard. Are you familiar with Follow Your Arrow? Was that Casey Ballerini or? Uh, Casey Musgraves. Or Casey Musgraves, yeah. yeah. I, I think I heard it, yeah. I don't remember hearing it. Mm-hmm. But that had a message. Mm-hmm. That had a message. Whiskey lullaby, live like you were dying, three the, wooden crosses. See, look at that, Mark. Those are the songs that had the 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 most impactful message wins the song of the year. Holes in the floor of heaven. Go rest high on that mountain. Mm-hmm. Independence Day. Mm-hmm. When I call your name, mm-hmm. where have you been? Chiseled in stone. All that. See? And to put starting over with those, it it, it doesn't fit. No, to me, it doesn't fit. No. And me neither. But, I, I'm with you. But, well, hell, then let's just go to Mexico in 75 days and forget it. Huh? You know, I'm getting over it. <laughs> unless, unless Mark happens to see Jeff Hanna or somebody down there, it's all going to come <laughs> back to, you know what, Mr. Bojangles, underrated standing in the rain uh-huh. or whatever it was what did he do stand a little rain stand a little rain yeah not in the rain that's the uh that's the one that the keyboards player sang on the 20 years of dirt greatest hits album it was bob something carpenter yeah think about it if you have to <laughs> see folks i got a go-to guy that's i it. understand why he's upset i saw the same thing did anybody that was watching did anybody get 
the thinking behind Carrie Underwood's dress when she sang with Jason Aldean. It looked like she was on fire, and it it was a huge puffed out gray thing, looked like a cloud. It was huge. I didn't get that at all. She's got the best legs in the business. Oh, she, she works hard. She, she yeah, she puts stuff on Facebook all the time. Um, and I I know it's country, but you're not doing country music listeners any any good when your humor, your hokey humor that you use with Luke Bryan throughout the openings and stuff is so awful. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do us any good. No. And nobody was laughing. No. So that that's a bad sign because they're all in a jovial mood. They're half drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Uh, did you did you see the song from Mickey Guyton, Britney Spencer, and Madeline Edwards? Yeah, yes. I didn't get that. What's it called? Hair or something? Something. That, and they all had those those big things of hair. Yeah. I, uh, that that was a message. That's a message song uh, about accepting me the way I am and all mm-hmm. that. And I get it. Uh, I get it because that's woke now. It is. Um, yeah. The, 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 that's the first thing Paul said this morning. The CMA awards have changed. But they, um, but the, but the, the Chris Stapleton thing is the one. All the other stuff I get, I know why it's there. The year, the year that Alan Jackson won eight, the year mm. that George Strait won eight, mm-hmm. those years, we all got why they won those. Mm-hmm. Who won? Uh, do you have the list of the award winners? There? I do. Who got the male vocalist of the year? Chris Stapleton. Why? Why? How did Luke Combs? How, folks, how did Luke Combs not win Male Vocalist of the Year? Look, we got to give Combs something. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we can't ignore him, so let's make him entertainer. But Chris Stapleton is just my favorite, so he's got to have Male Vocalist. How, how did he not win Male Vocalist? And when part of the eligibility period where there was no concerts, where nobody was doing them, so it's got to be sales, and it's got to be radio performance and Chris Stapleton cannot touch no. Luke Holmes' radio performance the last no, 18 months. Not even close. I don't get it. How could he, how could Luke Combs have not one male vocalist? Mm-hmm. Is it because of his lifestyle, maybe? Uh, would, you know what? It would be interesting to look back and see how many times a guy won Entertainer of the Year and won male vocalist, too, because mm. they kind of go hand in hand. I, I don't understand how he could not that was a that was a shoe in folks. That's that's like whoever's playing the Bengals on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just I don't get that. Uh something else I didn't I didn't get. Who was female, by the way? Uh Carly Pierce. Uh mm. for single of the year famous friends was in there nominated. Yeah. Should have been. Song of the year, it was, but or single of the year. I didn't know Kane Brown sang on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if the version we play has Kane Brown. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah, I. You can hear him in there. Okay. Kane Brown and Chris Young, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one that I don't understand: musical event of the year. The winner, half of my hometown, Kelsey Ballerini with Kenny Chesney. It's not in our computer. The event of the year should have been the Doghouse Parade. <laughs> that should have been the event of this. That should have been the C. Who else around the United States of America has done an event like that? How? Who else around the United States of America, folks, have done in any country radio station around the country have done the things that we have done? Oh, no. Not even close. No. And not even in bigger markets where they... Where no. They, and folks, we have zero budget. 
Yeah, we, we, we get zero promotional dollars from the company. Zero. Not one penny. We do it all because of you folks out there, your contribution. You enable us to do all these things. Metal detectors. You, look what we did over the last year. Me, more metal detectors. We did, we did the last year we did the fundraiser for the Billings Police for the body cameras. Mm-hmm. We did the doghouse parade. We did our Flakesgiving event, and we did Restaurant Possible. Remember that? We also did ten grand to the Laurel Canine. Yes, in one year. Mm-hmm. One year. What other station in America? And we don't want awards. We would not have been eligible. You know who would have won that? You know who would have won that, Mark? Tell me. Chris Stapleton. He would have won that, too. He doesn't even have a gosh dang radio station, and he would have won that, too. Uh-huh. Chris Stapleton. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the whole Stapleton thing. I, it, you know, I'd rather listen to Gene Stapleton sing, uh-huh. those were the days on All in the Family, than that. but, you know, it's just different strokes. Not that I don't miss my dad every day. Oh, I, I needed to talk to him last night in a bad way. Oh, you did. <laughs> and see, and I needed to talk to my dad today because today is Veterans Day. There you go. We really miss our dads in yeah, times like these. We do. Yep. Yep. My dad never met your dad. I don't think. I don't think so either. Yeah. No. Well. Uh, well, your dad would never come up here. No. No, and dad, you know, dad and his wife, my stepmom, they didn't visit a lot. Mm-hmm. And your dad and my dad were a lot alike in respect that whenever they went somewhere, they looked good. Yeah. They were respectable. Dress was important. You you carry yourself well. Um, you dress well. You present well. When my dad showed up at the radio station, he wasn't wearing a fun run t-shirt with KMON on it. No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> the the t-shirt with with 42 rabbits on the back of it all in the different positions. Right. Never did that. No. Nope. No. My dad never met your dad. But yeah, they would have both had something today. In fact, uh, I wrote a little blog post about Veterans Day yesterday to have people tell me their favorite veteran because I'm going to acknowledge him today during a... Oh, and by the way, from yesterday's article that I wrote about Dr. Marty McCary and what he said about vaccinating young children and, and the vile hatred comments that I received on that blog post where people like Phoebe... And a few of the others whose names I will announce later this morning, who said, I am a blatant liar. None of that was true. None of that was broadcast. None of that was aired. And I am going to shove it up all of their asses today (laughs) and play you back the very interview that he did on television. Good. All right, it's going right up their anal cavity today. I mean, right in the middle. In fact, sideways. So it hurts them. We're going to play it back because everything that I wrote about was blatantly a lie and false. And how do you get away with doing it? Mm-hmm. These people think that I, you, you can't make stuff like that up. I'm not that creative. And we're going to play it back for you today. We've got it. We're going to play it back. Okay, I figured out my password. I got into my email. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know how long it's been since I've been in here, which, by the way, drives some people crazy because, well, I emailed you. Mm-hmm. Well, you just saw me in the hallway. Why didn't you just tell me? I have uh, 2,103 emails to get through today. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just as long as you can find that one. Oh, got it. So we can play it. Yep. Um, we're going to play that today. Yeah, we're going to play it so they can hear it. So you can hear it right from the doctor at Johns Hopkins. And finally, we're going to button their lip. And once again, I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. I wrote and told you what he said. Well, here's what's probably going to happen. Probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. You'll go through and we'll play back and it'll verify everything that, that he said in the first place. Right. And then they'll discount him. He's not really an expert. Right. I am. Right. Because I'm on social media and I'm on Facebook and I'm a chicken twit and I Instagram and Snapchat all the time. Uh, So I don't care, but I'm going to show you where I got the information and I'm going to play it for you. This doctor would lose his license, by the way. I happen to know. I have one in the family. Mm -hmm. If he was doing things like that. Um. Especially in a national forum. The only people that are allowed to lie in a national forum are Democrats and Joe Biden. They're the only ones allowed to lie and get away with it in a national forum. Sounds like a radio I can't wait to play that today. You know, and by the way, because uh, we got, I, I was... As I was looking for it on the email, got another email about people that are going to lose their jobs, apparently, at St. Vincent and the Billings Clinic because of the vaccine mandate. You people need to sue. You need to get an attorney, and you need to sue. Mm-hmm. And, um, and stand up for your rights because we have a no-vaccine mandate law in the state of Montana. I took a picture of the sign in the control room. Mm-hmm. You, it's It's got on there, vaccine mandates. You, you, It's illegal to get rid of people because of that in the state of Montana. It is illegal. The legislature passed it. The governor signed it. You cannot do that. You need to collectively sue. Sue them. Peyton Gilbert. You're ignoring the sentiment behind this article. It's unbearable. It reads like it was written by somebody who's failing the second grade. Hey, Peyton Gilbert, I'm going to shove it right up your ass today. <laughs> All right, let me go on. Nevazedic, who in the hell has a 60-month-old kid? Who says that? Who says 60-month? Hey, Neva, whenever you finance a car... <laughs> And you see all the television commercials, and they give you the duration of time that you finance your car. Uh-huh. Do they say finance it for four years, five years, or six years? No, they don't. What do they do, Mark? They give it to you in months. And you know why, folks, they give it to you in months? See, she doesn't get what I'm doing here. I'm out democrating the Democrat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't listen. Because, see, when there's an oil spill, if an oil spill spills... 1,000 gallons of oil. It doesn't sound that big. So you know what the Democrats do? Instead of, or or 1,000 barrels, instead of telling you that the oil spill only leaked 1,000 barrels, what they'll do is they'll pick the number 
that works in favor to the point they're trying to get across. So instead of saying a thousand barrels, they'll say 40,000 gallons of oil leaked. They do. Manipulation. So I'm out democrating the Democrat when I, when I try to tell you instead of five years old, I say 60 months because it makes the child seem so much younger and it's more impactful. I've learned that from you, Zeta, mm-hmm. the Democrats. All right. Here's what Linda Stewart says. Unless you watched a different Fox interview than I did, he said none of what you said. None. None of what you said. Guess what, Linda? Guess you're going to have a painful day today. (laughs) Right up your you-know-what. Because we're going to play it to you today, and I'm going to play you everything that he said. Nope. Nope. He said none of what you said he said. None. Zero, Mark. None. These people, what are they talking about? I have no idea. I I have no idea most of the time when those people come in. I don't either. We're going to play it for you. Phoby. Wow. This is blatant spin. You must count on your readers not to follow up on the actual interview. Even a 60-month-old knows what a lie is. Hey, Phoebe, guess what? You aren't going to be able to sit down today because I'm going to shove this interview right up your you-know-what. And you're going to hear it today. Everything, all the numbers that I put in my article, this man will tell you live on television. He's going to tell it to you right there, folks. And I'm going to play it because I've had it. These people have... They have just uh, pushed me to the point where, and I wish I could send them a link with a picture of some audio going right up someone's cavity. Right. But we're going to play it today. We're going to play. And you know what? Here's the thing I thought about yesterday. You know what liberal Democrats have hated the most for the last 12 years? Now, I don't know why I think about this stuff. I'm enjoying my little trip yesterday. You know what? You know what has bothered them and got under their skin and something that they have thought about for the last 12 years that they loathe, they despise. They lay awake at night thinking about these people and these companies that they just cannot stand. The lowest of lows. You know what liberals and Democrats have hated for 12 years, folks? Number one, top of their list, pharmaceutical companies. Hmm. Pharmaceutical companies, those rich, overpriced barons making pharmaceutical. They've hated them. And you know what they can't get enough of now? Pfizer. (laughs) Democrats cannot get enough of Pfizer. Pfizer this, Pfizer that, Pfizer that, everything. They've got Pfizer in every ounce of their body. They can't get enough Pfizer, and they spend 12 years loathing that company. Do you know how how come none of them are talking about how much money Pfizer is going to make? And folks, it should make them even matter. You know who's paying Pfizer? They are. You are. We are. All of these vaccines are free. The government is paying for them. And how does the government pay for them? They're using your money. They hate pharmaceutical companies. And now they have a Pfizer IV. They can't get enough Pfizer. 
They cannot get enough of these pharmaceutical companies now. Isn't it funny? And 11 months ago, they hated them. Trump's working with these conglomerates, these pharmaceutical companies. Trump's in on it. Hated them. Couldn't stand them. Hated them during the Obama years. We need to do something to get control of the pharmaceutical companies. They're making too much money. You know how much money they're making now? Phoebe and Zeta and whoever in the hell else you were on here that I've never heard about before. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. I got this one in today. There's also there's also a Wall Street Journal article posted by Dr. McCary that confirms in print exactly what he said on television. I know anybody can Google the article. I know it, but it's not true. Hmm. It's not true, Mark. It's a blatant lie. I watched the interview. He never said any of those numbers. That, folks, perfect is a perfect explanation of our educational system and how we are failing our students on vocabulary and comprehension. Right there. Yeah. Right there. So anyway, hey, my like trip yesterday. <laughs> it was so windy yesterday. I, I didn't want to haul any hay. Um, so I needed some railroad ties. And so I went up to uh, the railroad tie place up there by Joliet. I get my railroad ties up there. I have never been on that new road since it was constructed. Okay. Uh, the one that goes to Red Lodge. Right. So I get out past Laurel. I'm going by the refinery. I'm thinking of Deanna because she's going on a trip with us and she gives us a countdown every day. She's working in there welding up pipe and stuff. And I drive by there and I get out to the new highway and I thought, well, this is kind of tricky. I wonder where this goes. <laughs> that's that's the so, feeling I get. Well, it's because it's the first time. Right. And the signage is not real good. Right. So I thought, well, I'll just follow where everybody else is going. I'm going down this nice, beautiful highway and come around the top of the hill and and i get right there and it it leads you right kind of into fort rockvale there Mm -hmm. and i think well hell i'm already past (laughs) i'm already past my railroad tie place yeah Uh, i I haven't had to go down there for anything so i'm thinking well did they destroy highway 212 or what do you do here so i made a guadalupe there and um and uh Got on 212 and went back the other way because I know where the place is and got in there and um, got my railroad ties. And then I went back down the old 212 and it comes, it, it joins in right there just outside of Laurel. Okay. Uh, you, it comes right up there. So that was a new experience for me. I hadn't been up. My kids have been out of school for so many years. I, I just, I don't go up there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I'm one of the news people that that is not orgasmic <laughs> about skiing okay okay i admit i'm the only one probably uh-huh. but anyway when i went out that way folks and i came to town i came in the back way came down highway three went down shiloh and i i went out 64 all the way out to 64 street west and folks i was floored by what is going on out there. I haven't been out there for probably two years. Mm-hmm. 
And I couldn't believe my eyes. The construction, the, the, the businesses, mm-hmm. the homes that are all being built out there from Grand on 64th all the way down to the railroad tracks by the river. Mm-hmm. Past the feedlots. And I'm looking at progress. I'm looking at city expansion. And the whole time I'm looking at this, folks, I'm looking at this beautiful country out there. And I'm thinking about what we are doing to the most fertile, productive land in the whole valley. We're, we're taking it all out of production. Mm-hmm. The most fertile, productive, food-producing land we have. It's all being taken out. And it's all being put into homes and businesses. And um, we're losing that valuable, valuable, valuable cropland. Thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago, when we were taxing billionaires... And thousands and thousands of years ago, when we were dreaming about combustion engines and greenhouse gases, the weather had changed so much Hmm. that the waters and the great floods deposited all of the most fertile soils we have in this valley everywhere in the Yellowstone Valley. All the way out that way. The richest and deepest and most wonderful soils that you could find are in the Yellowstone Valley in this area. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're taking it all out of production and we're putting homes on it. And it may not catch up with us this year and it may not catch up with us in the next 50 years. But sometime, some way down the road, all the most fertile productive land that we have in this country is going to be out of production. Yeah. Because we will have settled there and took it out of production of the very necessities of the things we need barley beets corn cattle everything it'll eventually happen in california with the millions and millions of people that will be allowed across our borders and into the country they're going to have to live somewhere mm-hmm. i actually talked to a realtor friend yesterday closing on five houses in december all people from Washington who do not want to have their kids vaccinated. Yeah. Mm. And I'm looking at this beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful land. And I'm thinking, well, you can't, you know, a lot of those folks are squeezed. I feel sorry for a lot of the farmers out there. They're being squeezed. Mm-hmm. Uh, their days are more and more hectic each day. I can't imagine driving a silage truck or a tractor out there and having people I'm, I'm surprised look i was almost killed last week yeah on the round the highway with some but who who when it passed me on a double yellow when i was turning left almost hit me broadside in the semi i can't imagine what they're they're going through out there but that's it's part of progress i guess and the natural growth and attrition of a city and it's growing that way and it's just taking all of that beautiful fertile land out of production. And I'm thinking, you know what? Someday, someday, I won't be here. Mark won't be here, and Chris Stapleton won't be here either. <laughs> Although he'll still be winning awards. Yes. it's go- It'll be solid someday. From Billings, 
all the way to Livingston, all the way to Bozeman, the whole valley, mm-hmm. everything. It'll be solid the whole way. It'd be interesting to just see a picture, <clears throat> an aerial shot between mm-hmm. Billings and Laurel from 30 years ago versus what it looks like now. Yeah. And there was a story uh, in the paper a few months ago that uh, Mike Stock is going to build 720 apartments, just one guy. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, we, we could have went south of the river, built them up. Up by the uh, where they have the hill climb, go that way, mm-hmm. and we could have went up north, gone that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're even going east. You you go out towards Huntley, yeah, and in that area now, um, and you go south towards Red Lodge. Boy, there's some pretty houses up that way, and we're going. Uh, We're, we're, we're taking it. Paul Harvey talked about it many, many, many years ago about the most productive soil and how much of it was being taken out of production every day. I remember it. And he, <clears throat> now this one, I'm not going to write an article on because I don't remember the number, but it was something like, uh, it was something like 100 acres every day around the whole country and the most fertile productive land that we had was being taken out for growth. I'm sure it's much larger than that now. And the thing about it is you have situations that occur like we had out there when they wanted to build a gymnastics school. Um, They build homes there, and then they want to put something else there, and the people in the neighborhoods bitch and piss and moan about, we don't want that congestion in our area. Well, what about what about when the guy was farming out there, and they built your house or your cul-de-sac or your neighborhood? You just screwed up all of his life, but that doesn't matter. No, you got yours. That's right. And I'm thinking of what those poor guys are going through out there out there by nye bowers and all that out in that area i mean it's just uh and it's just it's one of those things it's one of those things that that get to me um because i have such a love for this state and the land and the beauty and uh what's given to us here that's why it bothers me so much when I see those massive steel forests being planted all around this beautiful state. And people think that's progress. These massive towers of steel and wind turbines and metal and wires all going into these beautiful mountain range areas and corridors around our state. And and the libs think that's beautiful and that's progress. And, we're, and they're the very environmentalists out there you think would be going crazy that we're doing that to our own home acres and acres of massive solar fields rather than the natural grass and beauty and prairie and native grasses and wildlife and waters that flow through those areas acres upon acres upon acres of solar panels now when all we have to do is put one pipe in the ground with a little 10 by 10 house over the top of it, cover it up, 
and pump natural gas to anywhere in the United States that we need. Natural gas. Mm -hmm. Natural gas that comes out of the ground that was put there for us to use anyway. Natural gas. Natural. It's natural gas. Nope. Massive, massive solar fields and steel forests. And I just uh, I thought about that yesterday when I was, was driving out there. And then the bad part of the trip was when I got back, I couldn't unload the railroad ties with my loader, so I had to unload all those railroad ties by hand. They weigh 190 pounds a piece, so I was, <clears throat> you know, and I got a, a bundle of them, so. Um, a bundle, is that the actual measurement term? Yeah, they call them a bundle, okay. and there's there's 20 in a bundle, and okay. that's all I can hold because it's, it's 4,000 pounds almost. Right. So you can't. Well, I could do like the folks north of town. I could have put, I could have taken my Subaru up there and I could have put three bundles on there, tied them down and gone up and cut grooves in the highway and have no effect whatsoever on the wear and tear of a highway like a semi would. I could have done that. Well, I think we can get a couple more here if you roll down the passenger window. Exactly. Mark could have had them sticking out the sides, all that, but I didn't. But I, I couldn't believe uh, out there by Elder Grove and all of that area out there. Man, I just, the, the growth, unbelievable out there. Um, and I know why people want to come. I know why they want to get here. Big news on inflation yesterday. Folks, inflation is out of control. Inflation is burning faster than any wildfire we had in America this year. It's growing so fast. Costs are going up. And Joe Biden said yesterday, it's because we're having trouble getting the goods out of the ports. He's so full of crap. This man has never run a business. He's been in government for 50 years, and he's been a screw-off, a liar, a cheat, and a waste of skin his whole life. His whole life. Folks, I can tell you what, what I, in my opinion, what I think one of the biggest reasons we're experiencing inflation right now, and it's easy, fuel costs. Fuel costs have added to the cost of everything in this nation. I don't care what it is. It's mm-hmm. fuel cost. Fuel cost. Hey, everything comes on a truck. I got a dumpster from... The garbage places the other last month, and they charged me $110 to bring it, and they charged me $22 of fuel to get it there. I called them. I was going to pick it up. I said, I'll load it on my flatbed. Ah, we'll get it out there. Well, hell yeah, I guess so. But Mark, see, this is what I'm talking about, and I don't mind. I mean, everybody's got to make a living. Great. But a fuel charge, see? That happened years ago. Remember, folks, when diesel was $4, $4 and gas was up near $4? Everybody had a fuel surcharge. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. Fuel, energy, the fuel costs are adding to the prices of everything. To get the meat to the counter, to get the toilet paper that you are hoarding because you people must crap endlessly. <laughs> God, Mark. And except for Chris Stapleton. But... <laughs> All of those things are adding to the parts. All of those things. 
fuel. Folks, we were at two bucks a year ago. With all that we could burn, we had an oversupply of gas mm-hmm. and diesel fuel. We had so much, we were exporting it. We were number one exporter of oil just 11 months ago. 11 months ago. Now, just say, I thought of that this morning. My gas, just in my pickup, that you always give me crap about, um, that pickup, it cost me $50 a week more now than it did 11 months ago. That's 200 bucks a month. I could fill up. Last year, you know... If I used if I used forty gallons a week in that pickup, which is about what I use, you know, cost me eighty bucks. Okay? Now it's costing me $130, $140 a week mm-hmm. for that gas. You you wouldn't know that's inflation, folks. Yes, it is. And it's taking all of the money that you would have used on other things and putting it in the tank. Everything in this country has to be moved. We need a big vacuum system in this country like they have at the banks. Everybody gets a tube. Mm -hmm. You get a tube that goes to your house. Everything comes to your house in a tube. In fact, you folks that that blogged yesterday and told me I'm a liar, you're going to need a tube today. Because you know know where I'm going to send that audio, Mark. It's going to go right up the tube. Good. That's where it needs to go. Yeah, it's going in that tube right in there. They're going to get it today. Everybody needs a tube. But I mean, look at everything is fuel related. Everything fuel related. You know what that does to city budgets, government budgets, uh, your county budgets? Look how much fuel Yellowstone County uses. You know, our county trucks, our county workers. Look at our city. Look at our police cars. I mean, look at... Look what happened to their costs. All of the cost in those areas just for fuel alone has or is getting to the point where it's almost doubled from 11 months ago. Right. So your fuel costs personally are going up and then all the goods at the store, they're going up because it's costing them more fuel. It costs them more to get it there. And you're paying that? No. The reason is, according to Joe Biden... um, the last administration's policies, of which we were all enjoying a great life, ruined it, and now he's trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, union labor out there on the coast that's not getting the freighters unloaded. Uh, whatever, Joe. And that man today is going to have the gall... To do a Veterans Day ceremony. You want something else that pisses me off? This is a guy who left who left Americans behind enemy lines in a terrorist country when we had complete control of that country and they were experiencing the best 20 years of their lives ever in Afghanistan. We had the whole Middle East under control and now the whole place is a quagmire. It's a wreck. Iran's got nukes. China's on the move. We have no Air Force base in Afghanistan. 20 minutes from China in an F-18 Super Hornet. Lost it all. And left Americans there to die. Americans are going to die in Afghanistan today on Veterans Day. And I don't know one veteran. I wrote about it yesterday, and it wasn't a lie, Phoebe and Zeta and Della and all the rest of you. It was, I wrote how 
you would be hard-pressed to find any veteran in this country that would have left and left an American or a soldier behind enemy lines there. They would have gave their life and stayed there knowing the sacrifice and would have done it until every last one of them is out. But the Democrats and this president pulled them out and surrendered and left and left all those Americans behind. And that man is going to pay tribute today to all the veterans. He's going to do ceremonies at Arlington Cemetery. All the men that died and did just that. All those men went back. All of those men fought. All of those men never gave up. Today, past and present, living and dead. And he's going to do a ceremony today. That gets in my crawl. As it does with a lot of people. And should. It's not right. Okay, well, folks. Happy Veterans Day, though, to all you guys out there. We we appreciate you. We're going to get rolling. I got to tell you, it's been a while since I've been this excited about our email segment. Oh, it's going to be a dandy. <laughs> oh, you're going to be a dandy. <laughs>